MoreLikeRadio.com. It's our duty to entertain you. <laughs> I said duty. Only alcohol can make life bearable. You must drink, always drink. I blame this all on Kevin, DMU. Has anyone ever known a good person named Kevin? We, we hung out with, with Kevin from Alcohol by Volume. He only says like three words. He, he's like really shy. He really talked to me. Towards the end of the night when he was drinking more, man, he, he was he was right there with us talking a mile a minute. Alcohol by Volume? <sighs> I'm actually kind of drunk. Alcohol by Volume, awesome show. You really want to get drunk? <laughs> Listen to that show. Because by hour two, he's blitzed. I'll bet. Oh, it's awesome. Because it's a beer show. Kevin, some stupid kid. Weird story. Polish last name. Yeah. Where's your dedication there, Kevin? Your own show or someone else's? Alcohol in my volume. Alcohol in my volume. I shove alcohol in my butthole. That's not it? It's nothing to do with butthole. I mean, can you even get drunk anymore? It's kind of like a drinking a vitamin. So you're blaming the drunker. Yes, I'm blaming the MLR drunker, Kevin. Hello, bartender. I have thought it over, and far from being a fat pig, you are very nice. And I would like another drink. Take a barf, drunkie! This is going to be a little bit of a weird one, because if you are listening to this supposedly live on Tuesday, this is pre-recorded. Uh, while you're listening to this, I am probably either on the road or very close to being on the road uh, heading out to Michigan. Um, Jesus, I don't know why my levels are so low for my mic. Ah, ah, okay, that's better. Ah, audacity was tricking me a little bit there. Make sure I'm speaking into the right end of the mic, too. Uh, yeah, so right now I am uh, pre-recording this. It is uh, Saturday while I'm doing that, Saturday afternoon, and I am actually broadcasting live in Google Hangout, which nobody is hanging out because, well, you know, apparently my listeners have lives, and I don't blame them for that. Um, so I'm not going to tell anybody the Skype name <laughs> or number because, well, you know, if you're not listening live and you're listening to podcasts, whatever, it doesn't it doesn't make a damn difference. But, of course, you can always check out the Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash alcohol by volume. You can also like the Facebook page, facebook.com slash MLR alcohol by volume. Um, I'm almost wondering now if Skype is fucking with my... Levels. Let me look here. Uh, audio settings. No, it's not automatically adjusting, but for some reason, it's down a bit. Let me tweak this. Let me tweak this. Check, check. Yeah, see, I'm a professional. Oh, there we go. Jesus Christ. Sorry about that, uh, anybody that I blew out your eardrums. Oof. I don't know why my uh, microphone slider was set so low. I'm not even drunk yet. Don't know what's going on with that. Um, eh, I'll blame it on Google Hangout. Maybe that did something to it. Um, anyway, where was I? Facebook page, Facebook group, uh, the beer tasting list, which argh, I still need to update, tinyurl.com slash tasting. I know I got a couple things that I need to uh, add to there. So, like I said, this week, traveling to Michigan for Thanksgiving. Uh, um, and you know, and before I, before I even started on that, I think a reason why I'm a little off right now, too. I mean, recording this right now, it's about 
four, uh, ten after four on Saturday. Normally, when I'm starting up my show, I have just finished dinner after having just gotten home from work. So, in a, in a I'm in a different kind of mindset today. Uh, I'm freshly showered after having gotten back from a five mile run. So, a little little bit different. I'm, I'm I'm actually probably more cheerful, I suppose, if that's possible. Um, let's see here. God damn it. I think Skype is still fucking with my mic level, so you know what? Uh, let's say bye bye to Skype. Quit Skype. Bye bye. Okay. And hopefully that will, um, fix some stuff here. Let me tweak that up. Check, check, check. One, two, one, two. Yeah, see, even though, even though I'm pre recording this, there we go. That sounds better. Sorry, anybody's eardrums I blew out again. Um, even though I am pre-recording this, you're, it's clear I'm not editing anything because fuck that. I just like just like I didn't edit what you will be listening to uh, for the second hour of the show. I will tease that uh, very shortly, and I actually teased it last week, but whatever. Um, so Michigan this week, I. I'm planning on doing a pseudo beer tour in the area as much as possible, as much as I can afford and as much as I can get around. Uh, I had put out a call to um, the beer subreddit on Reddit, just looking for Southeast Michigan uh, people in there and looking for build a six pack location, stuff like that. One place I am definitely wanting to go to is um, Dragon Mead. And uh, it's a brewery out there. They, you know, got all their own stuff and everything. And I'm going to try and, uh, you know, get some growlers and stuff from them, if at all possible. Um, I swear to God, it, it's it's got to be it's got to be Google Hangout that's messing with my. Le- oh wow! I just saw my son of a bitch. I just saw my mic levels going down all on their own. That is really really fucking weird. Um. I guess I'm gonna have to monitor that a little bit, but whatever. Um, yeah, I, th- I think uh, yeah, I think Google Hangout is probably compensating for that. Can you tell I did not uh, do exhaustive tests with this? God damn it! I see it going down again. What the fuck is that doing? Weird. Okay. <sighs> anyway, I guess it, it it does not it does not like me. It does not like me. It's doing it again. So you know what? Um. Let me go to my Google Hangout just see if anybody's in here. Uh, what the fuck am I doing? Dirt, 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 dirt. Let's see. We've detected problems. You don't have a camera. I know I don't have a camera. Fuck you. Uh, default device. Default device. Fuck you. Fuck you. But you know what? Um. I am not going to be riding my levels the entire time, so I'm going to cut my losses with this and go bloop on that. Bring the microphone levels back up to where they should be. Now you're hearing me, and they should not be dropping down automatically at all. Staying at 64, staying at 64. Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah, I guess Google Hangout, just like Skype, likes to um, auto-correct on audio levels, which is bullshit. Shit. So, uh, I'm not going to deal with that anymore. Ugh. That'll be good for the recap. Ooh, tech problems in the first 10 minutes or whatever. Um, 
Okay, so where was I? I was talking about uh, going to Dragon Mead. Going to Dragon Mead. There were some other places that people suggested. Holiday Market in Royal Oak, 8 Degree Play-Doh in Ferndale. I really don't want to go to Ferndale. Um, haven't been to Royal Oak in a long time, so Royal Oak might be cool. Um, Coonhen, which I actually believe I mentioned one of their new beers coming out last week on the show. And in fact, uh, let me go into my Dropbox here. See, I, I keep my I keep my show prep archived. Uh, let's go. Do, 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 do. Let's see. Coonhen, Coonhen. I remember something about Coonhen. Um. Oh. Yeah, you know what? It had to do with uh, distributors. Never mind. It wasn't anything about a new beer, but apparently they're about three miles north of Dragon Mead. Uh, somebody else is saying there's a place called Champagnes, uh, but not spelled like the drink. It's uh, Champagnes, A-N-E-S. Uh, so pretty close to Dragon Mead, they said. The bulk of the place is for wine, but they have a fridge for Michigan beer and one for other craft breweries that you can build from. Uh and then, if you're in town for a few days, this place is supposed to be great. One-eyed Betty's. So I, I got I got enough suggestions for stuff out there. Uh, I'm probably gonna I'm gonna try and maybe get a growler or two filled. Uh, I might just get new growlers out there. I doubt I'm gonna travel with empty growlers in my car. Um, and then of course you know regular you know the regular shits going on out there. Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, gonna be at my aunt and uncle's house for, I believe, lunch on Friday. Um, of course, also, I'm, I'm, I'm being a dope and, uh, I'm wanting to balance out all the wonderful drinking and eating I'm going to be doing over the week. And I signed up for, yes, 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 on, um, Thursday and Friday, each morning running four miles in, uh, Stony Creek Metro Park. For those of you that are Michigan locals, you will be very familiar with Stony Creek, but I signed up for running four miles Thursday morning, so Thanksgiving morning, and then the day after. So that should keep me kind of, well, it'll keep my mood level because running keeps me from uh, turning into a belligerent fuckhead, and it'll kind of keep the calories off a bit too. Um, And as I was speaking about holiday drinking, there is one thing that I'm actually going to try making when I'm out in Michigan. Sorry, I'm drinking my straw burrito today. Um, it's called a hot flip. I was not familiar with this before, but I am very curious about it now. Uh, I found it from draftmag.com. It's well, it's what uh, what they what they describe it as here. The Hot Flip is making a comeback, sort of. This colonial drink was a winter warmer, traditionally brewed with spices and then served with sugar, a bit of rum, and a raw egg. A hot poker was used to cook the egg and caramelize the sugars inside the mug. There's a Hot Flip recipe that they actually shared. And I know, you know what, I don't think I actually, okay. I didn't open up the link, so I'll do that now. Hot Beer Flip. The ingredients for this one, and this, for me, this actually seems really, really easy. I know some of, like, those beer cocktails where it was, like, ingredients I've never heard of, ingredients I'd never have in my house. You know, it, that, ugh, yeah. But this, this is easy. Um, ingredients per drink, 12 ounces pale ale. I'm probably going to go, like, Sierra Nevada pale ale because that's one that I like. 
one and a half ounces lemon juice, one tablespoon granulated sugar, a quarter teaspoon ground ginger, quarter teaspoon cinnamon, one ounce of brandy or dark rum. I'm probably just going to go with dark rum. And then one egg yolk, which is optional. And then the instructions are so simple that even I can't fuck this up. Heat four ounces of the ale with the lemon juice, sugar, ginger, and cinnamon in a saucepan over medium heat until the sugar is fully dissolved, removed from the heat. And then number two, in a large bowl, vigorously beat the brandy or rum with the egg yolk, add the beer mixture, and whisk thoroughly to combine. Transfer to a large glass or beer mug and top with the remaining ale. Stir well and serve. Not too complicated. Um... I will actually post this in the uh, Facebook page if anybody is interested in it. Um, you know, you'll 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 um, well, <laughs> some of you will see this before uh, you actually hear the show. You'll be like, "What the fuck is this thing? What the hell are you posting this for?" But, eh, whatever. Um, but I'll post this in the Facebook uh, page because I this this sounds interesting to me. And you know what? If after making one, I find it disgusting, okay, that's fine. I still got beer. You know, I, I, getting lemon juice, sugar. Ginger, cinnamon, and rum isn't a big deal. I mean, the rum, I can use the rum and other stuff anyway. Um, so that, that, that's, um, that's, that's holiday drinking recipe there. Um, little other news tidbits for the week and stuff like that. Um, Anheuser-Busch InBev, I don't know, I can kind of understand this. They're rolling out screw top aluminum bottles. I've always thought those aluminum bottles were kind of shit anyway, but... I can understand using them at like sporting events and stuff like that. You don't want glass. Um, the plastic ones always seemed weird. Even when I do my home brews, I do the home brews. The bottles are plastic, but I always pour it into a glass when I'm drinking it. I can't drink beer out of a plastic bottle. It's just, it's, something's just wrong about that. So at least the aluminum's closer to a can. But I don't know something something about it's weird. But anyway, they're doing screw top on these aluminum bottles. I guess, you know, I see less spilling of beer on pool tables and stuff like that. Uh, they invested $150 million to create the new packaging. It's going to be a 16-ounce, resealable, light metal bottle. And they're going to back up the new look with Super Bowl, Super Bowl advertising early next year. No big surprise with that. Um, and, you know, this is just, this is a means of Anheuser-Busch InBev trying to revitalize themselves they would do better trying to revitalize themselves by pushing stuff like the project was it project 12 i think it is which i need to look for that case still uh push things like that you're they're obviously not going to change the recipe of budweiser bud light and stuff because yes they do sell but if you want to advance your brand push the other stuff like the project 12 don't i mean Instead, they they throw you know stuff like the straw burrito and stuff at us, which I will admit I actually like this. It's it's pretty decent, but I don't know changing changing your bottle, changing your cans, whatever they. That's not. You may get an initial bump from the rubes that want to say, "Ooh, look at them! Their new can. That's fancy." Ugh. And that was probably offensive to any listeners I have in the South, but whatever. Um, uh, I don't know. It, who knows? It, they they pay people, you know, millions of dollars to think of this shit, and I'm obviously not making those millions, so what the hell do I know? Um, let's see. Speaking of decisions needing to be made, I suck at segues. The Alchemist, which I uh, referred to 
I think it was a couple weeks ago, uh, might even been last week, I don't remember anymore, they have finally found their new retail location. In case you don't remember, um, they're the makers of Heady Topper, which is a very, 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 very popular beer, but they are a very small-scale brewery. And people in their neighborhood where, they were, where their retail location was, were, whatever, uh, they were complaining about, well, one woman in particular, one nosy busybody cunt, was complaining about you know, all the noise and all the traffic. And okay, she had a legitimate complaint because once she like blocked her driveway because people were turning around in it, uh, people started turning around on her lawn, which is kind of douchey, I admit that. But uh, she doesn't even drink beer, so fuck her. Anyway, The Alchemist uh, found a new space in Waterbury Center. I don't know where that is, but whatever. New spots adequate for traffic, flow, and growth should be open by Christmas. So that's um, that's quick and big for them. Uh, in the meantime, uh, extra heady topper will be sent to current accounts while the retail shop is closed. So that one. And then this one I picked up on um, actually yesterday while I was at work. Um, and I, I thought of it just from um, Jim Gaffigan bit. Who needs a Cinnabon? Well, uh, apparently Pinnacle Vodka does. This is from Schenken News Daily. Beam Incorporated is linked up with Cinnabon to create a new cinnamon roll flavored pinnacle vodka. The new product will hit select markets on December 1st with a nationwide rollout slated for January 1st. The launch will be backed by a sampling tour targeting brunch and happy hour soirees. Pinnacle Cinnabon is 70 proof and will retail at $12.99. A 750-milliliter bottle, Pinnacle, one of the leaders in the dessert-flavored vodka trend, rose 14%, 3.1 million case. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, the, the big thing there, it's a Cinnabon-flavored vodka. I'm interested in this because if I can get the taste of a Cinnabon without actually having to eat the f- whatever 5,000-calorie monstrosity that that thing is and you know, at the mall food court... I'll take that, and if I can get a little drunk in the, you know, same, I, I, this would probably mix great with, you know, morning coffee and stuff. So, um, I'm trying to think of if I still have any vodka in the fridge. I finished up my loopy. I know I still have a tiny little bottle of UV. Uh, I think of the candy bar flavor, but I don't think I have any vodka in my fridge. So yeah, this may be my next one. Uh, I'm probably not going to see it till January first, but whatever. And then. Uh, this one, I'm, I'm probably not gonna be able to go to this, um, just because of the timing of it and all, uh, the big beer, big brew beer festival is returning to Morristown, New Jersey, February 15th. So they are definitely doing two a year. Uh, they're doing two sessions like they did the last one I was at, uh, I believe that was last month. Um, same, you know, it's, it's, uh, I think it's like 50 bucks, um, to get into a session for uh, general admission, VIP tickets eighty bucks. That gives you uh, extra tastings beforehand, uh, food pairings, stuff like that. The uh, reason I I am probably not going to be able to do that. Uh, the timing during the year, because um, ra- around then we will have kind of almost just gotten back from uh, Orlando celebrating a uh, wedding, so. But any other locals, the Big Brew Beer Festival, Morristown, New Jersey, it, it they really improved it the last time. So if you're in the area, check it out. It is a great, great beer festival. Um, let's see. Uh, okay, you know, the VIP ticket holders, let me read this here. This is from uh, thefullpint.com. 
enjoy several special benefits, extra hour per session, VIP only buffet presented by Morris Tap and Grill of Randolph, New Jersey, with a special beer infused menu designed by Food Network Chopped Champion and Morris Tap and Grill chef and partner, Chef Eric Levine. It's going to be beer braised pork mac and cheese, Romano crusted chicken with beer braised mushroom risotto, beer braised short ribs, and busted barrel dark rum caramel mousse with caramelized apple. That sounds fucking amazing. Um, and I gotta make sure I watch my time because um, the the thing the thing that will be going the second half of the show is uh, well yeah, time time specific. Let's just say time specific on that. Um, let me get back into my proper folder here. Okay. Uh, da, 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 da. Let me, well, you know, I can get through a few of these easily. Alcohol travel tips for the holidays. I got this one from Marianne. She uh, submitted this to me, and I thought this was uh, pretty good. It's um, from the blog called I'matravelninja.com, which I guess this person gives travel tips. Uh, looking at the two articles before and after this, um, let's see. Uh, yeah, yeah tr- trick to earn two additional bonus miles per dollar spent, you know, um, American Airlines bonus miles, you know, stuff like that. So, these are tips to take alcohol to drink on your flight. Now, obviously, with Homeland Security and everything, and you know, not letting us have a lot of liquids on the flight and everything. Um, this blogger had a discussion with a TSA supervisor about being able to take alcohol. On the plane. So, in this blog, uh, they said, uh, first had the discussion with the TSA supervisor about this a couple months back. My clarifying question was in regards to the one-quart bag of liquids you're allowed to take through security. Now, we're only able to take a one-quart Ziploc bag, and as many containers as you can fit in that one-quart bag, but they can be pretty much no more than three ounces. So, you kind of get an idea there. Um... This blogger asked, uh, I don't even know if there's a name on this blog, so all I can say is it's called I'm a Travel Ninja, um, asked uh, specifically if alcohol was allowed. The answer was a resounding yes. In fact, he was enthusiastic about it. So this person decided to test this theory, and they got, let's see, they purchased 10 50-milliliter bottles of liquor. Um... Oh, okay. Uh, two fifty each compared with seven dollars each on the plane, and they also said they decided to forego their Listerine and cologne and was able to fit all ten bottles into the liquid bag. So one quart Ziploc and ten little, uh, you know, mini sippers. The moment of truth came when I went through the TSA security checkpoint, pulled my computer out of my bag, took off my shoes, and reached in and grabbed my one-quart dream bag, put it in its own bin, skittishly looked around to see if tasers were being drawn, and then moved to the full-body scanner. As I walked by the TSA agent at the scanner, he smiled at me and said, I like your liquid bag. I smiled back more in relief than joy. Um, They were even cool with the blogger taking pictures of the bag in the TSA security tray. Um, So this... Sounds like, you know, a good idea. And uh, they also had another suggestion where you could also buy three-ounce travel shampoo containers 
and get more liquor per container. Now, you're not necessarily going to get more per bag because you're still limited to how much area you have within that bag to stuff things in. But it depends how much you want to vary up your drinks. I mean, if you if you don't need, you know, six different kinds, you know, because, uh, like, they had Gentleman Jack, Sky Vodka, Red Stag, uh, Bombay Sapphire Gin, uh, Crown Royal. If you only want three different kinds of stuff, it might just be easier for those three-ounce travel shampoo containers. Now, of course, in the comments in this blog, people were trying to poo-poo this, saying, it's illegal to drink your own alcohol in any flight, and you can actually be arrested for it. I'm a flight attendant, and we've had many passengers arrested because they were drinking their own alcohol, blah, 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 blah. Now, there were people that contested this, saying this isn't true at all. FAA requires the crew to monitor the alcohol consumption of passengers, so you may have to tell the flight attendant how many bottles you brought on, but anyone who tells you it's illegal is lying. And then somebody else came back and said, No, I'm a flight attendant, too. We can't trust passengers. So then somebody else jumps in and says, I was told this by a flight attendant. So, um, and somebody else is saying, it's illegal to open and drink your own alcohol, but then somebody else is saying, wrong, I'm a flight attendant as well. Uh, they can bring their own alcohol on the plane, but it can't be consumed on the ground, and the flight attendant must serve it to them. That at least makes more sense. A kind of, may I, you know, please have, you know, a glass for my alcohol here. That way, I suppose then they could monitor it, and they, you know, would probably know how much you were drinking. Now, Who's to say you couldn't just, you know, take out the sipper and, you know, pour it into your soda or whatever? Yeah. I mean, but if you run the risk of being arrested there and you don't want to be thrown off a flight by a freaking, you know, um, U.S. Marshal or anything like that. So you, you may you may want to double check on this. You know, there may be some airline specific bullshit policies or something, but People are some people are saying that FAA regulations are different. I don't know. This person talked to TSA, a TSA supervisor, so take that as you will. Um, I think it's a great idea. I'm not flying to Michigan. We're driving out there. I'm not flying to Orlando. We're actually driving down there too. Um, so this will not come in handy for me necessarily. But if you're traveling by air for Thanksgiving. If you're traveling by air for Christmas, this could come in handy for you. Just if you if you want, you know, a little bit of boost to take the edge off on the plane. I know, I mean, flying doesn't particularly unnerve me, but you know, I could always, you know, take a Xanax or two, and that would just knock me out too. So, you know, but me being the drunk that I am, I I might want to drink on the on the plane too. But uh, you know, it's a good idea. Uh, got this one from White Ass Brent. Uh, this is from Breit Bart. Man accused of burning alive and killing friend who drank the last of his beer. <laughs> An Australian man is on trial accused of killing a drinking buddy after discovering he had finished up his last four cans of beer. According to the prosecutors, Gary Stewart Miles ordered 47-year-old Paul John Stamp. Come on, if we're using middle names here, these guys sound like assassins. Uh, to stay away from his remaining beer, but when Stamp ignored the order, Miles and a friend, Gregory Channing, beat him and stuffed him into the trunk of a car. Overreaction? Possibly. Possibly. 
Uh, prosecutors say they drove to an industrial area where they planned to dump their injured friend, leaving him to find his way home. However, they reportedly ran out of gas. After obtaining a jerry can of fuel, prosecutors say Miles decided to douse the car and ignite it. Okay, now we're overreacting. Burning his friend alive who remained trapped in the trunk. Ah. In court, Miles denied the charges. But Channing, who is in jail for assaulting the victim, previously testified against Miles by saying he heard him say, and I quote, I'm going to kill that cunt. The trial is ongoing. I wish they had told us what kind of beer it was, because um, that that can make a difference. That can make a difference. I mean, you know, if I if I had an expensive beer, I mean, shit, you know, say I had a bottle of Sam Adams Utopias and somebody drank the last of it. Um, I, I would, I would beat the shit out of them and I, I may very well throw them into the trunk of a car. Now, burning them alive, that uh, might, might, might be a bit much, but I, I would probably leave them out in the middle of nowhere somewhere and, you know, let them find their way home, you know, uh, possibly naked just because it's funnier that way. Um, I don't know, maybe, maybe tie them naked to a road sign. I don't know. Uh, you know, let the coyotes nip at them a little bit. I don't know. But, um, yeah, possible overreaction, possibly not. I don't know. So thank you for that one, Brent. And then, um, you know, I think this will this I'll make this the last um, actual news, news, news thing, and then I will tell you what I'm getting into after the break. Um, this is from next uh, uh, nextexpected.com, so it's like nexpected.com. I don't know. Uh, reporting the next expected future. That's what it's supposed to be. Uh, this was from, uh, Wednesday, actually. Uh, an alcohol pill to get you drunk without hangover. Uh, a new drug which mimics the effects of being drunk without any health risks, such as addiction or hangovers, is being developed. Well, the problem I have with this is, um, what if I like the taste of my booze? What if, what if I enjoy the taste of what I'm getting, you know, and the effects? I mean, however... Um, I could see the benefit of this with uh, no calories. So there, there is a there is some benefit there. Uh, professor David Nutt, uh, the Edmund J. Safra Professor of Neuropsychopharmacology at Imperial College London, has identified candidate molecules that reproduce the pleasurable effects of alcohol, but are much less toxic. Um, alcohol substitute blah, 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 target GABA receptors. Um. Basically, it um, it would, you know, uh, it says alcohol mimics a chemical called GABA, which is produced in the brain, acts on receptors for other brain chemicals. Um, what we want to do is get rid of the unwanted effects of inebriation, like aggression and memory impairment, when we just want to keep the pleasure and sense of relaxation. So that that is, it, it's an interesting thought. Um, and I can see, you know, they would not be developing something like this in the U.S. because why would they do something smart like that? Uh, we think by clever molecular modeling, we can get rid of the risk of addiction as well. <sighs> I don't know about that. You pop a pill, there's a risk of addiction right there. Even if it's not a physical addiction, it becomes a mental addiction to it. Um, Nut hopes to make a range of cocktails containing his synthetic alcohol substitute. Oh. So, okay, uh, maybe it's not technically a pill then. Well, uh, fuck me. <laughs> um, he has spoken to investors about taking the product to market, but many are wary the drug might be controlled by legislation. Of course. Of course. Um, 
I think this would be a serious revolution in health benefits, just as the e-cigarette is going to revolutionize the smoking of tobacco. I find it weird we haven't been talking about this before because it's such an obvious target for health improvement. Uh, one of the biggest benefits to not to alcohol substitute would be to remove addiction as a drinking problem. And that that is a... Well, you, you got to think, I mean... What if a drinker is an AA and, and, you know, and in their lifetime, this pill becomes, you know, mass marketed. Is that falling off the wagon if you take this? Um, it, you know, it, I don't know. I, I'm something like this is curious, but I mean, of course, you, you could see this as a potential way to kind of roofie chicks, too. I don't know. Um, but it, this actually this reminds me a bit of Star Trek The Next Generation with uh, if people watch that show if you remember the synthahol they'd serve in 10 forward um which i'm trying to that that did not seem to have the effects of inebriation but i i guess if they're drinking it it had to have some kind of you know relaxation drunken ish effect to it i don't know i i got i gotta i gotta get my nerd cred up and uh read up more on synthahol and uh, see if it's if it's similar to what they're going with this um, but you know, I'll, I'll, I'll leave, I'll leave the news off with that because after the break, what I am going to have, um, coming up for you guys is something that has not been played on the air previously. In fact, um, there are probably, well, actually, I don't even think I've listened to the whole thing all the way through, but, um, there are probably maybe, I don't know, two people that have uh, listened to this before. Uh, and that would probably be Royce and Marie. <laughs> it was the audition that I, audition show that I did for them um, to, you know, get this show. Um, to be honest, I, I, I have no idea. I mean, like I said, I, I have only listened to scattered bits of it. Um, and if you think I'm a fucking mushmouth drunk right now, I mean, ugh. now keep this in mind too. I, I, from what I recall, I was not drinking during this audition because I actually recorded it, uh, when I was at work one day, I think I recorded it on my lunch break, um, just because it was too goddamn noisy at home. And, um, well, I was kind of keeping it a secret from my wife too. I'm like, I, I didn't want her thinking, you know, that, you know, oh, he's going to do a show. He's not going to spend time with me, <laughs> you know, but, um, and if I got rejected, I, you know, just didn't want to, you know, I don't know. I, I, I didn't want to piss her off for no reason, but anyway, uh, as far as I know, Royce Marie, maybe Mersh, uh, maybe Dutch listened to it and I, I got the show and, um, I think if I look, let's see, the, the audition was from January 17th of this year, and if I look at my show archives, my first actual show was 10 days later. So, I must have done something right, I don't know, I mean, I get you guys listening, um, you know, I, 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 I manage, you know, over a thousand listeners every week, so I'm okay with that. Um, you guys obviously seem to like this stuff for some reason. Um, so I'll throw myself under the bus and, um, you know, let you listen to what was the audition, um, of 
alcohol by volume back in uh, January and Jesus Christ, I lost my goddamn folder. What the hell did I do here? Um, and when, when I, when I come back from break, I will, I will tease it, uh, just a little bit more. So, uh, there's more of a seamless transition. So, uh, we'll get to that after the break here on alcohol by volume on more like radio.com. Kevin Show. Hey! It's the name of the show. Hey! More like radio, less like crap. Listen to Unsigned Hype every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific on morelikeradio.com. It's hosted by Sir Darkside, a.k.a. at Darkside Rules on Twitter. Check out the show for dope interviews, exclusive releases from artists such as Brother Ali, Mally, Kelly Mays, Lex Leosis, MOA, and Aesop Rock. It doesn't get better than this every Tuesday night on morelikeradio.com. It's the unsigned hype. Unsigned hype. Wednesday night at 11 p.m., tune into More Like Radio for two hours of wrestling talk on Markout Radio with Dark Fox and Friends. Fistful of assholes! Excuse me? Fistful of assholes? Really? You want me to say that? Just do the bit. <sighs> All right, you're such a diva now that you have your own show with guest host Punchy, Greenway, and whoever else shows up on Skype. Or in Fox's creepy basement studio. The smell of cum and beer doesn't make it creepy. Maybe not, but the fleshlight does. Listen, I have a healthy sexual appetite. Thank you very much. What are the anal beads for? Can you just do the bit? Ugh, fine. Jesus, and you wonder why people get Marianne through the audio bits. Markout Radio live every Wednesday night from 11 p.m. Eastern on More Like Radio. This is it, the apocalypse. Hey, are you absolute garbage? Let me guess, an alcoholic? A drug addict? When was the last time you were even out of your house? Well, why don't you join us for the Red Show? We're all about personal betterment and self-esteem. I want to do, uh, you know, maybe like uh, City Meets the Swamp. Something. Something. I hope it ends up with the fucking city getting eaten by a goddamn alligator. Ambassadors of peace at any income level. That's what we do here. We're all about olive branches. <laughs> no, you're a fucking white trash asshole. You're about olive fucking garden, okay? <laughs> One thing we don't forget is how important our fans are. Is there anything more you want to say about any of these uh, cocksuckers that are listening? No, I don't think so. Okay. And we recognize the struggles and hardships of our friends. We don't give a fuck. I hope you <laughs> relapsed. Burn in hell, bull. Oh, my God. God, what are you I meant I love you, bro. Get better. So come join us live Wednesday nights and experience functional substance abuse on The Red Show. Only on More Like Radio. You're doing some things with Enya, correct? I, I hope you end your life. Now, <laughs> get <off the> mic- <laughs> now get off the microphone while I talk to my pal. Hey, you. Yes, you guessed 10,542,000. Change your username. And while you're in the More Like Radio live page listening to fine quality programming, notice the banner ad just slightly above the chat room. It's a link to something you want in Amazon. Click it. It's probably reminding you to order something you need from Amazon.com. Don't leave them a lot and type the URL like a sucker. Just click the link and it'll open in a new window. This way you can buy your shit and continue listening to the show. Now, change your username. It's right there on the right, stupid. Do you like video games? 
Are you a little antisocial? Well, listen to Antisocial Gamer Radio. Tuesdays from 3 to 5 on morelikeradio.com. Are you a fan of comics? What about obscure movies and TV shows? Well then, you are in luck because every Friday at Nerd Hour is here to talk about those completely and utterly awesome things. So join Punchy, Ariel, and now Cornax as we talk the things that people claim prevent you from getting laid, but are balls anyway. The Nerd Hour, every Friday night from 11pm to 1am, only on More Like Radio. Spoon! Recently on the Conti and Kenny Show. Ah, you kidding? And I'm watching. They also put on the thing that Honey Boo Boo's like the whole computer just froze up. Oh, really? Too much shit on here. Um, that's basically what she said. She's like, "Hey, Marquise, what's going on? I'll come back for round two. And the guy was like, uh, "He basically was like, you need to be quiet." And then asked her for her ID, and her ID was in her car. So he told her she was banned from the mall. For not having an ID. It's like, really, dude? Like, what are you talking about? Oh, the Adobe plugin has crashed. (laughs) Holy crap. (laughs) Everything just went right in the toilet. Holy shit. I gotta... That's the Flight 800 of Adobe players. (laughs) I gotta do the... uh... (laughs) The Flight 800 of the Adobe players. The Conti and Kenny Show. Talking bollocks for fuck knows how many years. Join Marianne and Kitty on Daytime Divas, where Marianne's milkshake brings all the creepers to the yard, and their life is better than yours. Damn right, it's better than yours. I could teach you, but I have to charge. Daytime Divas, Thursdays at 8 a.m. on morelikeradio.com. High Society Radio is now part of morelikeradio.com. Who's all part of the more like the uh, more like radio cavalcade of stars? Oh, who, who are you joining there? Oh well, Hippo Juice—they're the the soul behind More right. Like Radio, and we're we're jumping on there. High Society Radio—that is. What other what other kind of shows are over there though? Oh, there's there's plenty. There's a there's just a roster that's ridiculous. There's 360 on 420. Mm-hmm. There's a gentleman show. There's ain't social gamer radio. There's the red show. There's daytime divas. Okay, so you're not out there by your by yourself in the cold anymore. No, you're fucking with a family. Yeah, a real family, a family of gangsters. Take the edge off. MoreLikeRadio.com. It's like rap music you can understand. Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. Hey, this is Will from Tattoos and Touchdowns. And Espo, as always. Check us out every Sunday from 10 a.m. to noon exclusively on MoreLikeRadio.com. If you're ready for pro wrestling like it's never been seen before, pro wrestling meant for an adult audience, and pro wrestling where nobody says brother or tells you you can't see them, check out Combat Zone Wrestling, the most innovative, high-flying, hard-hitting, ultra-violent promotion on the planet today. Combat Zone Wrestling. Visit us 
at www.czwrestling.com. The Elvis and Alfred Show, Thursdays, morelikeradio.com, 5 to 7. I'm Elvis Cage. I'm Alfred. I'm Jameson. And on the phone? It's Bill. I'm phoning in. Oh, he's phoning it in. <laughs> Coming to you live from the Halfpenny Pub in Sayville. That's right. Punk rock music, independent music, and all the rest of the things that we speak about. Crazy party stuff. <laughs> Here on morelikeradio.com. And elvisandalfred.com, 24-7. Yeah! The Elvis and Alfred Show. Hi, this is Marianne from Lust and Love. Recently, we decided the show needed more dicks, so we found the manliest man we knew to fill the spot. Dark Fox. I know this is weird, but my boyfriend broke up with me because my dick is too short. He praised me about my skills and all, but this is a really good reason for a breakup? Because it's really hurting me until now. I can't seem to forget all the memories we had together. I know this can't be the reason, or maybe because he met another guy. I really cannot get over him because once he told me, I love your dick, whilst he was stroking it. That's the reason I will never let go. Lust in love, now gayer than ever. And that's saying a lot considering we used to have Hammy on the show. Join us Monday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern on morelikeradio.com. Top of lineup stronger than Owen Hart's safety harness. Morelikeradio.com. Other internet radio stations are gay. Well, you really didn't have to do this. I sold the house today because of you two. The least I can do is buy you dinner. I saw that house. It is gorgeous. Yes, we're real happy for them. They showed me a picture of the baby. How adorable is that little guy? Yes, we're real happy for them. Okay, you might want to slow down there. When I'm playing a new drinking game, it's called Every Time I'm Depressed, I Take a Drink. <laughs> That game exists. It's called alcoholism. Oh, I'm sorry, you're right. I'm I'm wallowing and it's not cute. To happier things. Yeah. To oh, happier, happier things. things. There you go. Yeah. I remember the first few drinks, and um, after that, the night's just bits and pieces. Welcome back to Alcohol by Volume. Live, pre-recorded today. Sorry, people. But if you want to go to the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash alcohol by volume and the Facebook page, like it. I need more likes on there. I, I crave attention. My ego needs it. Or rather, my lack of ego, uh, my poor self-esteem needs it. So that's facebook.com slash MLR alcohol by volume. So what I was talking about before the break, coming up, this is the audition for Alcohol by Volume that was recorded back in January of this year. So, getting close to the uh, one-year anniversary of ABV. Uh, the first show was actually January 27th of this year. This audition is from 10 days earlier. January 7th, wait, 27th, yeah, the 17th. Okay, yeah, I can do math. Oof. So... With that, I will um, I'll bring this up for you guys and uh, <laughs> enjoy, I guess. To alcohol, the cause of and solution to all of life's problems.
evening and welcome to Alcohol by Volume. I'm your host, Kevin. You'll have to excuse me tonight. I'm dealing with a fucking cold that won't go away. I felt fine on you know, last night, Wednesday night, and tonight got fucked again, so I don't know. Anyway, um, trying this out, uh, new show and everything. Hopefully this will work out. Um, kind of start with a little bit of history for me. Uh, when I was a lot younger, I just could not drink beer. It made me fucking sick. I'd go to parties. Uh, people would be doing keg stands and everything. I'd be sitting there with a red fucking cup of beer, and I'd take two sips, and I'd be nauseous after a while. Um, strangely, though, I had no problem drinking hard liquor. I don't know what the deal was with that. If you gave me a pint of Absolute, I'd be totally fine. Um, drink that. I mean, I'd be fucked up, but I wouldn't get sick or anything. Uh, the moment you introduce beer into the equation, I'd puke all over the fucking place. Um, and uh, that actually pretty much stayed. I grew up in Michigan, so um, once we turned 19, uh, we'd hop the border over into Windsor, uh, cross uh, either the uh, tunnel in Detroit um, into Windsor or uh, go over the Ambassador Bridge. And we'd go to these bars in Canada and... I can't recall ever drinking beer there. It was always like shots or mixed drinks. And one mixed drink I remember on it was actually a mixed shot. Um, people started giving it to me as a joke, but I actually started fucking liking it after a while. I don't know why. Uh, it's a cement mixer and it's like lime juice and Bailey's or something like that. And if you don't drink it quickly enough, the Bailey's will start to kind of curdle in your mouth because of the, um, because of the lime juice, the citrus and everything. And I don't know why I, I like the taste of the shit. So it felt kind of gross, but you get the whole cement mixer thing. Cause it starts to get that solidifying thing going in your mouth. But, um, it, growing up, that was always the way it was for me. It was always hard liquor. I don't understand why that was. I, I don't know. Maybe I can blame it on my parents. My mom always drank Kahlua and cream. So I got the taste for Kahlua at a young age. Um, not, that she was actually giving it to me. I was more stealing it from the fridge. But, um, so, and now, um, trying to think when I really started, I, I turned 21 and I think I was still doing like the mixed drink kind of thing and margaritas and shit like that. Um, probably wasn't until maybe I turned like 26 or something, 25, 26. I'm 33 right now. Um, that I kind of started getting into beer, but it was just, you know, Bud Light and Corona and stuff like that. More and more lately, I've been getting into like the craft beers and all that shit, which gets expensive after a while, but I don't give a shit. I'm, I enjoy the stuff, so I, I go with it. Um, and I'm thinking about, well, I'm definitely going to, I'm going to be getting into some home brewing at some point. My wife got me one of those Mr. Beer home brewing kits um, for Christmas. I haven't been able to crack it open yet. But um, I'm eventually going to do that. I think it, it came with like a Pilsner and lager mix, something like that. And I'll eventually get into stouts and all that kind of stuff. So I figure once I start getting into that, I can talk about that more on the show too. Um, so let me see. Eh, got a, a little bit of a rundown here. Uh, kind of go over some of my favorite you know, breweries and beers and stuff. So you kind of know where I'm coming from with that. I am, I hate the fact that so many of the new beers out there are pale ales. I cannot fucking stand most pale ales. Um, 
there are a few that I can tolerate, but only tolerate. Um, otherwise, give me a stout, give me a porter, give me something like that with like a high alcohol content. And um, then, you know, but then I'm pretty much fine with that. Um, breweries like um, Abita, um, trying to think of some others, uh, Weyerbacher, um, Rogue, Southern Tier, stuff like that. Uh, most, most of that stuff, as far as I know, you can find it in most of the beer stores around. I don't think it's localized to me because, um, I know Rogue is like somewhere on the West Coast. I'm, um, in New Jersey. Um, and actually, you know what? I'll dovetail that into another little topic that I have here. Um, New Jersey is totally fucked when it comes to alcohol laws. I've always wanted to join one of those like beer of the month clubs or something like that, or even just stuff that I've been looking for, get it shipped. And legally I can't do it. Um, uh, looking at Wikipedia here, uh, just from the very beginning of it, it says the alcohol laws of New Jersey are some of the most complex in the United States of America and contain many peculiarities not found in other states. New Jersey law gives municipalities substantial discretion in creating alcohol laws such that there are towns in New Jersey which are dry and towns where alcohol may be sold 24 hours a day. So it it's all fucked up all around the state. But the big thing is uh, alcohol production and distribution. Um, I think what it pretty much comes down to is you can get stuff shipped to you from within the state, but once it comes from out of the state, and it's totally illegal. There are some ways you can get around it, I guess, but most most online vendors, once they see you're from New Jersey, they basically, oh, sorry, we can't ship to you, and you're fucked at that point. Um, so I pretty much just got to rely on the you know mom and pop liquor stores or you know the uh, like Shoprite liquor store or supermarket around here. Um, thankfully, there's a decent selection around here, and more than a few of them have those uh, make your own six pack selection. So that way, I'm not buying um, a six pack of all one beer that I've never had before, and find out after the first bottle that I can't stand it, that I'm stuck either pouring the other five down the drain or just kind of muddling through them. Usually I'll do the latter because I'm practically an alcoholic anyway. Um, but I, that happened to me one time with, uh, it was uh, Horny Goat Brewing Company, their milk stout. And it was it was fucking awful. It was it, it was like water. A stout's supposed to be nice and thick, and this this wasn't a stout. I mean, this, this wasn't even like the thickness of a Bud Light, if that gives you anything. Um... And that was probably the only time I've ever actually poured the remainder of a six-pack down the drain because it was that fucking bad. Um, and usually, though, I can tolerate it. Like I said, I, I don't like pale ales for the most part, but I, I'll still, like, if I bought one and I'm not that thrilled with the taste, I'll still drink it at the beginning. I mean, I, I can deal with it that way. Um, but it... Those build a six packs have been a godsend for me because a lot of the times um, they'll have certain beers that um, the six pack price or the four pack price, however they sell it, is sky high because it's a pricier beer. So if I just want to get one bottle for three bucks or whatever, I can do that. Um, and it's helped me find a lot of shit that I wouldn't have otherwise tried in the first place just because I figured I could take that risk. Um, Recently, I got um, it was Innocent Gun. 
and it was their uh, 2012 Winter Brew, and it's, I think it's like aged in like whiskey oak barrels or something, and for some reason it was a brewery that I had never considered before. Um, And this is gonna sound weird, but it was because whenever I looked at the bottles, they were like clear bottles. They weren't your typical like brown beer bottles. So I was seeing the beer as it is, and it, it felt to me like it was more, almost like more hard liquor inspired. I saw the word whiskey. I'm like, eh. and I've had some beers before that are um, aged. It, they, they're like, they're done with the, the whiskey um, oak barrel flavoring and all that stuff. Some of them, it, it just, the whiskey becomes overbearing. I like whiskey, but in small doses and not heavily in my beer like that. But this one, this one was actually really, really fucking good. Um, in fact, when I went to the register, the um, cashier was telling me it was like one of his favorite from this season, and that he drank like eight of them on New Year's and then passed out after that. So I'm like, okay, they must be good if he's drinking eight of them. Um, so that's that's a recent one that I a new one that I've had that's pretty good. Um, another one that actually came to mind because uh, I'll give a little bit of background on this. My wife and I. Um, I don't know why we're doing this, but we're, we're thinking about um, trying a pseudo semi paleo diet. Um, for those of you that don't know what a paleo diet is, it's supposed to be pretty much what Paleolithic man ate. So no processed grains. It, it's a lot of meat and vegetables, and that's pretty much it. I'm fine with that. I can you know have a steak and some broccoli or whatever. But um, the problem is with beer, you got the wheat. So you have that. Now, I'm not fucking giving up my beer, but there are some uh, gluten-free beers out there that uh, a lot of people say they're kind of hit or miss. They're not really beers, things like that. But there are some gluten-free beers out there that have no wheat, no oat, you know, none of that. Uh, I picked up one last night. It was the uh, Bard's Sorghum Beer, and it was actually pretty good. Um, It was a lot better than I expected it to be. Um, I had a couple of them that night. And I had no complaints, so I figure if I move on to this paleo diet bullshit, I'm still going to drink my regular beers here and there, but if I want to kind of try and stick to the whole plan of it all, I can have those gluten-free beers that'll kind of keep me on the path there. Um, that I can actually segue into something else. Um, yeah, you can tell I'm not good with transitions quite yet. But um, for those of you that know me, um, I I have a tendency to try and go to the gym a lot. Um, I run in five Ks, you know, every month or two. Um, sometimes a couple times a month. I, I I used to be like eighty pounds heavier than I am now, so I'd like to try and stay somewhat in shape. Um, you know, it, I'm, I'm not Dutch, but I'm not hammy either. So, but. Um, I um and that that often doesn't necessarily work well with drinking a lot of beer. Well, I found this one blog. This guy uh, basically calls himself the beer runner, and he goes into all this shit about um pretty much having that active lifestyle. And it's not it's not the bullshit. You know, running is great. Oh, you know, be healthy. It's not that kind of bullshit that you're going to see in like men's health magazine but it's this guy trying to balance you know that active lifestyle with the love of beer um and like right now i'm on um his page um 
like some of the latest posts, um, avoid the beer gut, not the beer, um, the illustrated benefits of beer, um, the best beer runner photo ever, which is actually somebody um, broke their own record in the Ironman triathlon and at the finish line had this huge fucking thing of beer just pouring it all over her face and everything. It, fucking hot. So um, it, it kind of shows that you don't have to get the beer gut and all that kind of stuff. Um, one of the pictures that he has on here was the um, the illustrated benefits of beer. He was saying, uh, print this out, put it in your wallet. And I thought this was actually kind of cool because anytime anybody calls me an alcoholic or is trying to get me to cut down on my beer or whatever, I can point to them all this stuff like um, health and nutrients. It cleans your kidneys, gives you a healthy heart, better for cognitive function. It's nutritious. Uh, was it uh Beers low in sodium, high in potassium, magnesium, all that kind of stuff. Antioxidant regulates blood sugar, lowers blood pressure, lowers cholesterol. Um, for lifestyle and mood, um, it's good for the joints. It's a stress buster, which I can personally attest to, and that's usually when I do my binge drinking. When I have a shit day at work, I go home, I drink the better part of a six pack, and then I don't remember the rest of the night. Um, helps you sleep that kind of goes the same way with it if I, I if I have two or three beers in an evening I'm out like a light without a problem um, apparently it helps women age better so you know I don't know if that's true or not uh, strengthens bones and uh, it even says beer belly is a myth main reason for your belly getting fat is the amount of calories in any alcoholic beverage beer is fat free and cholesterol free and um that kind of ties into one of the other articles this guy has, Avoid the Beer Gut, Not the Beer. And what it basically came down to is that if you you know don't want that you know alleged beer gut, you can either drink less beer or avoid the extra, cal- extra calories from the non-beer sources. That's what I always do. If, if I know, if I get the feeling that uh, I'm going to have a shit day at work or something... I try and make sure that I've gone to the gym either in the morning or directly after work and I, you know, do my three and a half miles or whatever on the treadmill and, you know, uh, you know, just do, you know, like six sets of whatever on, you know, one of the lat pull down machines or something like that. And then that way I don't feel like a piece of shit for, you know, drinking three or four or five beers at the end of the night. Half the time, I don't even eat breakfast. Half the time, I don't eat lunch. Dinner is usually my only meal of the day. I know that's probably not healthy, but I don't give a shit. Um, I mean, as long as my weight's staying off, I don't really care at this point. Um, but it basically said, if you if you want to drink more, you can exercise more. And that's, that's what I do. I figure, you know, that's probably what a lot of people do. Um, that um, went into another thing that I found out about. Apparently, there's this phenomenon. I had no idea about this, but um, supposedly it's something in extreme sports called a beer mile. Um, this site claims it, they they uh, label it as digestive athletics. So I I had never heard of this before, but apparently they've even I was looking them up, and there are some going on locally here in New Jersey. So it you know surprised me. Um. But what it pretty much is, uh, the basic format, um, you drink a full-size beer, run a quarter mile, and then you repeat that process three times. So 
you pretty much drink four beers and run four quarter miles, so it's a beer mile, and you know that entire process is timed. Um, I would guess you probably wouldn't want to be downing a heavy alcohol beer like a stout or something like that. I mean, you'd probably want I don't know maybe maybe a Bud Light, not not a Bud Light Platinum because that's a, that's a little bit higher up there, but. Um, yeah, and you know, some some kind of lighter beer, you know, like I said, a Bud Light, and if, I guess if you don't throw up, you win. Um, but it, for me personally, running a mile is a piece of cake. So I'm gonna try and look around, see if there's uh, an event like that, and see if uh, if I can sign up for it, uh, get somebody to take pictures or something, you know, post them up on uh, the MLR Facebook page or something like that. Uh, you know, cause I, my regular 5Ks probably aren't all that interesting to watch. My wife took pictures of me at one of them from last year, and it all I, I look like a sweating mess, and it, it's not that interesting to look at. Um, it, I was getting the info on that Beer Mile from, um, actually, BeerMile.com, and apparently... It says more than 16,000 entries and over 1,500 races in its database. So it, apparently this does go on a decent amount. Um, and it's got to be canned beer. And the, let's see, the cans can't be any less than 355 milliliters, which is standard volume or 12 ounces. Um, no specialized cans or bottles that may be, used, may be used that give an advantage by allowing the beer to pour at a faster rate. Um, I think, was it like Coors Light or something has those big mouth cans or something. So it's just got to be a regular, regular beer. Um, they can't be tampered with in any way. Uh, no shotgunning or puncturing of the can, um, except for opening the tab at the top. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. You know what? I was wrong about the higher alcohol volume. I, I'm full of shit. See, that's why I should read before I actually read. Uh, beer must be a minimum of 5% alcohol by volume. Hard ciders and lemonades won't suffice. Um, so basically, Bud Light Platinum would be a good choice because I know that one's uh, 6 ABV. Um, some of your, actually, and some of your stouts might be fine because some of those are like in the 5, 6, 7 range. Um, me, I'd just be worried that, you know, I'd get, you know, too fucked up before I got to the end, but I don't know, maybe it would drive me a little bit more. Um, got a list of, like, beers and exceptions here. Um, let me see if they got any Bud. Yeah, uh, Bud Dry, Bud Ice. Wow, do they still make Bud Dry and Bud Ice? Those are five, five, five. Um, I guess, and you know what? I guess Bud Light would not work because it's only 4.2. Uh, regular Budweiser, though, is a five. So, um, shows what I know. Um, like Coors Light, it wouldn't work anyway either. It's a 4.2. So, see, I don't fucking know what the hell I'm talking about. But it's one of those things that I'd want to try eventually. And, you know, just adding in that active lifestyle to the beer drinking. You know, why not? Um, another thing I was reading on this guy's site. Um, apparently there's, there's this community where people are... You, I guess you could just call them beer snobs. And people joke with me about that. They see, like, um, I post from that one app, Untapped, on uh, Twitter. 
and uh, it just you know kind of log the beers that I'm drinking. Some people see the names of them, like oh, yeah, I see the name of that beer. You're a real beer snob. And you know, I joke now. I'm a beer connoisseur, and you know, all that kind of shit. And, but um, some of the actual like genuine beer snobs, it they they'll think you can't really enjoy the beer unless you're home brewing too. If you're not home brewing, you're not really enjoying the whole process that goes into it and everything. And I mean, it's the same. Like I I used to and call me a faggot, whatever. I used to drink wine. Um, I even had a membership to a wine club that, um, like sent quarterly and it somehow it fit into the New Jersey laws. I'm not sure where that fit, but, um, and I drink that. And for a while I tried to like, uh, this, this sounds fucking awful. I was trying to keep like a journal of like, Oh, well this one has a, has a fruity flavor bullshit like that and I realized why why can't I just say yeah this one was good Uh, this one wasn't too good you know uh, this one was kind of bitter you know just kind of like that and I'm kind of like that with beer I I try and kind of keep track of what I like and what I don't like and just kind of generalize what I like about them for instance um, Samuel Smith's organic chocolate stout Probably one of the best chocolate stouts I've had. Why? Because it tastes like chocolate, and it's a good, you know, good, you know, tasting stout. Uh, that's what it comes down to. There are other people I see on um, sites like Beer Advocate where they're like itemizing everything, where it's like, well, it has this kind of mouthfeel, and it has, you know, um, this kind of color and this is you know when you pour it into the glass this is how much head you get on it and things like that and I just I can't analyze all that shit I will you know I'll drink it out of the bottle sometimes I'll pour it into a glass if I'm feeling like it and I'll enjoy it if I like how it tastes cool maybe I'll be like oh you know uh, I'm getting a little bit of cinnamon out of that that's kind of cool things like that some of these people, I don't, I don't understand why they have to overanalyze it, and that that's this group with you know the people that say you got a homebrew to understand it all. I want a homebrew because I want to try and make my own beer. Yeah, it'll help me understand the whole process better. It'll help me understand what goes into the beer I like and things like that. But I don't think it, it's like. Do you really need to do you really need to bake your own loaf of bread to you know truly enjoy bread? Do you, do you need to make your own pasta to enjoy a good pasta dish? No, you don't. It, that's ridiculous. I mean, you know, contrary to what they might say on like Top Chef or, you know, shit like that. So, excuse me for a second. I need ugh, I'm not drinking tonight because of this fucking cold, so I'm just drinking tea at the moment. Ah. Oh. But um, there was an article on here, again, from that uh, beer runner guy. And this is actually, uh, I'm sorry, this this actually isn't from Beer Runner. This is uh, from DraftMag.com, which um, houses the Beer Runner blog. Um, and this, this guy, he made the perfect comparison here. Do you need to brew beer in order to fully enjoy it? No, not necessarily. I had a slice of cherry pie last week, and it was knee-buckling delicious. 
And as a side note, I fucking love cherry pie. If anybody wants to send me pie, do it. Um, and I've not made any effort, past or present, to enter into the world of baking. The pursuit of enjoyment doesn't come with a universal blueprint. Some find it through acts of pure hedonism. Others take a more intellectual route, blah, 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 blah. Um, you don't need to understand a triple decoction in order to enjoy a Pilsner or Kell. Your taste buds take care of that for you. Even there, it almost kind of came across a little snobby, but basically, it's what I was saying. You don't need to really know the whole process to be able to taste it and say, mm, that's fucking good. And that's what it comes down to. I don't know why people overanalyze this shit. Um, and, um, let's see, is there anything else on here? It just, he, he just kind of talks about, you know, beer tasting and stuff like that. And, um, there was actually, um, I went to this one festival. It was, I want to say last May. Um, it was the Garden State, uh, brew fest here in New Jersey. And, uh, they have a pr- pretty good amount of breweries that go to it. I'm trying to bring up the page right here. Um, this year it's, uh, May 11th. Um, I think the tickets are usually like 25 or 30 bucks. You get a souvenir glass. You get to go around tasting from all the different breweries there. Um, this year it looks like they got New Jersey Beer Company, Yards, uh, Six Point, Trogues. Trogues is one of my favorites. Uh, Tuckahoe, Sly Fox, Weyerbacher, another one of my favorites. River Horse, Bokes, Cricket Hill. Uh, Cricket Hill is another um, Jersey brewery that I like. Defiant Brewing, um, Doc's Draft, Hard Ciders, East Coast Beer, Ruckus Brewing, Keegan Ales. Keegan Ales has probably the single best milk stout I've ever had. Um, and it's, just, it's called Mother's Milk. Fucking fantastic. Anytime I find it in the store, I pick it up. Um, they actually did another one that was uh, like a coffee milk stout. Uh, I think it was like called Joe Mama's Milk. Wasn't as good. I was actually disappointed with it. Um, the Mother's Milk, so much better. And at the last Garden State Brewfest, they had it on tap. And even better that way. Um, and at, at this place, you know, they have, um, I think they have like a beer pong competition. They have homebrew competitions, um, you know, different things like that. Uh, they got live music. Um, I think they had, they had food there and things like that. Um, and just, again, all, all the different breweries, you know, they're serving you maybe like two, uh, possibly three selections from their, from their stock. Um, you know, all on tap and it's fucking awesome. I mean, for, for the, like what I said, the 25 or 30 bucks, it is amazing. Um, there's one that I think is coming up. Um, let me see if I can pull that up here. It is in, um, I think it's in, it's in Morristown, New Jersey. Um, and I think the tickets for that one are, a little bit more expensive, but yeah, it's let's see the uh, Big Beer Brew Festival. Uh, that one's coming up uh, February sixteenth. Um, this one even has like a VIP hour going for it, um, sponsored by um, a local restaurant that I actually um, uh, had. I went to a tasting for there. Um, the, like I said, this one's more pricey. The VIP tickets eighty, general admissions fifty. 
Um, they even had designated driver tickets uh, for ten dollars. Um, last uh, last time when I went for Garden State Brewfest, they had those DD uh, tickets there, and my wife was uh, the DD for me because she just doesn't drink. If she drinks even like let's say like two mixed drinks or margaritas or whatever, she starts to cry. She's one of those kind of drinkers, so she doesn't really do it too often. Um, me, I'll hit that threshold of crippling depression after I drink too much, but by then I'm usually so tired I just go to bed anyway. But anyway, um, at this uh, Big Brew Beer Festival, uh, let's see, they got music, unlimited beer tastings, souvenir tasting glass. Um, they're actually in the VIP area. They got a um, limited supply of featured special beers. Um Let's see, a doubles beer pong tournament with a $500 cash prize. Um, and then a ridiculous amount of breweries. Um, Lagunitas, Leinenkugel, um, Long Trail, Founders, which I especially like Founders because um, I grew up in Michigan, so a Michigan brewery. I love it when I can find them. Uh, Stone Brewing, Saranac, Rogue, uh, Lancaster, um, let's see, Left Hand, Weyerbacher, Trogues, uh, Terrapin, Epic, Dogfish Head, another good brewery, um, and just keeps on going. Another one of my favorite breweries, Abita, they're going to be there. So I really, really, really want to try and get to that one. Um, I'm just hoping I can make the time to do so. Uh, it's, like I said, next, it's, yeah, it's February 16th, um, and... Actually, it just comes down to a matter of if uh, I can find somebody to watch my kid. So um, maybe do that at some point. Um, see now I'm see now I'm now I'm running out of steam. But you can tell I'm not editing this because I'm, I'm leaving that in. Um, if I had a chat room, I could ask people about any I don't know like good beer movies they've seen, something like that. Um, let me think back to something. You know what? I'll I'll, I'll take a little uh, Rebo Sig break here because I have a um, Siberian menthol right now. Go to rebosig.com, put in the code more ten, you will get ten percent off your purchase. Uh, their disposable cigarettes are fucking fantastic. They're e-cigarettes, and you can. You can vape them inside. It's not smoking. You can vape them. Uh, three different flavors right now. They got Siberian menthol, cured tobacco, and Oregon blackberry. And as far as I know, uh, this year they are going to be introducing some new flavors. They are going to have, I believe, chocolate. Um, I thought I heard somebody mention vanilla, too. Um, so check them out. Uh, Rebosig.com. Remember the code MORE10. Okay, um, you know what? I think what I can do, I can uh, check out Reddit here right now. Uh, there's a whole beer subreddit um, that I actually just recently discovered, um, and uh, de- decent amount of stuff. A lot of people talking about you know different different beers they've tried. Um, you know, articles um, dealing with homebrewing. There's even a, a separate subreddit for that. Um, new brews that are coming up, things like that. Uh, top post on here right now is you can only drink three beers for the rest of your life. What would they be? 
for me, um, one would probably be one that I've mentioned already that, um, Samuel Smith's organic chocolate stout. It's, it's just too fucking good. There are some, there are some chocolate stouts out there that are okay, but the, the, the chocolate just ends up overwhelmed. I'm not, I'm not saying I want something to taste like fucking chocolate milk or something, but the Samuel Smith just, it, it, it works. It, it's a really good balance. Other ones, it, it's like too bitter. Kind of, kind of like um, I don't know if you ever have a chocolate bar that's like very dark chocolate, and it, it you get too much bitter and not enough sweet. Other chocolate stouts are like that. The Samuel Smith chocolate stout, fucking fantastic. Um, they actually have a few other. Um, they're not even like beers. Kind of just fruit beers. Um, Samuel Smith has an organic strawberry, um, which if you like tart stuff, it's really fucking good. Um, they got a raspberry and I think like a, um, I want to say like a mango or so. I've never even tried that or mango or apricot, something like that. Um, and I know they have a, uh, cider too. It, those are okay. The strawberry is probably the best of the fruit ones. But anyway, back to if I had to drink only three beers, um, that strawberry, the Samuel Smith strawberry might be on the waiting list. I'm not sure. Um, another one is Abita's Purple Haze. It's kind of, it's hard to describe. It's kind of a fruity beer. It's got kind of a, almost a berry kind of taste to it, but not, mm. See, it, that, that's why I can't rate stuff on these sites because I can't fucking describe, you know, ooh, there's, you know, it has this much hoppiness and, you know, I'm getting, you know, orange peel and coriander. I'm not articulate when it comes to shit like that. You know, give me, give me you know, an hour and a keyboard and I might be able to bullshit something, but yeah, so you, you can tell I kind of stumble a bit on that. But, um... It's 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 a lighter beer, um, and I'm trying to remember like what it actually falls into as a qualification here. Um, you know, let me bring up Beer Advocate. Um, you would think I you think I would know this considering how much I've had that particular beer. Um, okay, it, it it technically counts as a fruit vegetable beer. Describe it as an American-style wheat beer with raspberry puree added after filtration. So it's not even necessarily brewed with the fruit, but it's added in there. Um, and so you might see raspberry pulp in the beer. Uh, subtle purple coloration and haze, fruity aroma, tartly sweet taste. And it's it's not it's not overbearing. So you know I I get the feeling that purple haze would probably overtake the strawberry for me. You know I don't want to have if I'm only picking three beers, I don't want two of them to be fruit. Um, picking the third one's tough. Um, and I'm trying to think of what, I, it, you know, it would probably have to be that it would be, I hate that I do this. It would, it would be another stout. It would be that Keegan Ale's mother's milk, uh, milk stout that I talked about. Um, I fucking love that. And I've, like I've mentioned it before to people that don't really don't really drink a lot of different kind of beers. Like my, my father in law. Um I brought a six pack over um their house one time 
and he saw it. He's like, milk stout, milk and beer, and it, it's not like that. It, with a milk stout, um, it's like you get it, you you get almost like coffee flavors, but it's not a coffee stout. Um, but you get you get kind of that creaminess. You get just that. I I hate using this term, but you get that good mouthfeel going down. Um, it doesn't feel too thick. Um, let me see if I can bring that one up too. Yeah, I know it's real professional, right? Uh, let's see, Keegan Ales Mother's Milk Stout. Where the hell is? Well, that's fucked up. I don't know why. I, I guess they got different varieties of it too. Um, there we go. Like uh, aged in like bourbon barrels and stuff like that. Yeah, like I told you, it, aging the stuff in the bourbon barrels sometimes it works. Sometimes, sometimes it feels like I'm drinking a beer that has had bourbon poured into it, which I don't want. Um, so this, it, uh, like I said, the mother's milk. It's uh, a milk slash sweet stout. Um, uh, not a seasonal or anything. Totally available year round. All that. Um, to give you an idea, like this site that I'm looking it up on uh, beeradvocate.com, to give you an idea of like the detail that they go into with some of these things, you know, they say what glassware you should drink it in, what temperatures, um, what food pairings and stuff like that. Now I, I, I tried to do that when I drank wine. It's like, okay, you know, you drink a white wine with you know poultry, and you drink a red wine with red meat. And, and, you know what? No, if I got a bottle of red, I open it, I drink it. If I have a beer and I'm having, you know, chicken parm for dinner, I don't necessarily care what the beer is. Yeah, I might not have a chocolate stout with chicken parm. You know, I might want to do that with, I don't know, you know, some non-red sauce dish or something like that. I don't know. But um, um, I'm trying to think. The, the best way to describe the mother's milk it, it it does have that like kind of creamy feel, um, and it, it it's almost like it it's almost like a coffee that has too much cream in it, but it's it's a much more subtle taste than that. Um, so that's I mean that 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 would probably be my three mother's milk uh, from Keegan Ales, the. Um, Organic chocolate stout from Samuel Smith, and what did I say? Uh, Abita's uh, purple haze. Um, I'll give it like a little runner-up here too. Um, another one from Abita. Um, it's called Turbo Dog, and I think that one, if I remember correctly, that one has like more of a. Um, it, it has like a kind of chocolatey kind of thing to it. Um, it's an English brown ale. What that means, I don't fucking know. Um, like I said, I, I I know I need to educate myself more on these so I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, but, um, you know, that would actually... that Like, for instance, if I bring up... Okay, yeah, click on here. English brown ale. This is what an English brown ale is. Um... They tend to be maltier and sweeter on the palate with a fuller body. So basically, sweeter, 
a little bit heavier when you drink it. Um, you know, it's not like a light beer, stuff like that. Um, so that kind of gives an idea there. Um, let's see. Yeah, they have a whole like a whole a whole thing on on different beer styles because it it doesn't even come down to apparently if it's just an ale or a lager or a stout. Just to to give you an idea in in ale styles alone. Oh, we have a subheading of American ales and you have American amber red ale, American barley wine, American black ale, American blonde ale, American brown ale, American dark wheat ale, and that's not even half of that list right there. Then it goes into Belgian and French ales, English ales, Finnish ales, German ales, and all that. Um, lager styles. Uh, American lagers, Czech lagers, European lagers, German lagers, um, Japanese lagers, hybrid styles, which is like the fruit and vegetable beers. Um, it's it, for even like I, I consider myself like totally a novice when it comes to this stuff and it 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 overwhelms me a lot of the time and when I, even when I'm going to like pick up you know one of those build a six packs half the time I'll I'll tend to stick to what I know I'll stick in the stout section um I might kind of range over a little bit like into the brown ales because I know I can deal with the brown ales but once I'm in the pale ale section, it's like, ugh. And I see stuff near the pale ales. I'm like, well, this is probably similar to a pale ale, so I probably don't want to touch that. But then, you know, what's the difference between a pale ale and an American blonde ale? I mean, just name-wise, it sounds like they'd be at least kind of close. You know, pale, blonde, whatever. Um... You know, a brown ale, it tells you about the color, but if you don't know, you're not going to have any clue. And, and like I said, I, 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 a lot of the time I just go by taste. Um, I've had some of the, the red ales before and some of them I've liked, some of them I haven't. Uh, same goes for the, for the pale ales, like I said. Um, okay, you know what, here's one in here in the, in the ale styles. I actually had one of these recently. It was a chili beer. Some people are really scared off by this. Um, basically, it, it's a it's an ale that's brewed with chilies. Depending on you know, it, I've seen some with like you know black pepper kind of stuff, uh, habanero things like that. I had one recently, and I can't fucking remember what it was. Maybe if I bring up uh, Untapped, it'll have it in my history. But it was one of those beers that I, oh, hey, Marie is drinking an Applehead Ale. Oh, and a Blue Moon Winter Abbey Ale. And geez, Marie, slow down. Um, but um, it, it was one of those beers that I would never get it again. But I'm glad I tried it. The, like, the chili and the, like, the pepper flavor of it all was really, really fucking overwhelming. Um, it was like I had a swig of beer and then somebody kind of took a pepper mill and then sprinkled it into my mouth too. It sounds disgusting and it wasn't overly pleasurable, but that, 
th- that weird, um, like, when you're eating, like, buffalo wings or something, when you're eating hot, spicy food like that, that kick you get from it, I didn't like the taste, per se, of the beer, but that kick that I got from it, um, like, when that spice hits the back of your throat, there's something about that that really works. Um, I'm still looking up here to see, uh, trying to see where my fucking history is on this site. Um, Bud Light Platinum. I know it was for reason. Oh, yeah, okay. A Peste Chocolate Chili Ale. Yeah, see, and it, that, that scares people off, too. It's like, chocolate and chilies. What the hell? And it, it, it works in some cases. I've had some chocolate chili ales other than this one that the chili is a lot more understated and the flavors are a lot more balanced and it works better. You get a little bit of that heat, but it it doesn't kick your ass like this one did. Um, this one, it's from uh, Elysium Brewing Company. Uh, let me see if there's any details on it. Eh, you know, it's... Um, yeah, somebody somebody else on here did a review on it. Interesting stuff. Got the wonderful dark chocolate taste, and all of a sudden the chili hits you later, a little intense. And that's the way it was. You take that first sip, and it's like, okay, that's good. And then, boom, it hits you. Um, there was another one that I had had, and I actually, um, it was back in, I think it was back in August, I took a trip to Michigan um, uh, to visit my family. Um and whenever I'm out there, I try and find some of the beers that I can't find out here in Jersey, uh, particularly from the Michigan Brewing Companies, because the only ones I really see out here in Jersey um, are New Holland, Founders, and uh, what the hell's um, Jolly Pumpkins, another one. There was also another um, brewery that I picked up on, and remember what the hell that was um it, it, it was like a it was actually it was a triple chocolate stout if i remember correctly and um again i see i i also don't know like there's a chocolate stout there's double chocolate stouts there's triple chocolate stout and i'm thinking double what triple what i mean are they adding the chocolate to the batch is it you know a different procedure for it you know shit like that i I honestly have no idea most of the time. Um, yeah, and this ain't this ain't gonna help me probably. Um, yeah, because it. Um, I I think it was I think it was another Michigan Brewing Company, but I can't remember what the hell it was. I see like a, a white chocolate milk stout on here. That sounds fucking fantastic. Um, the brewery for that that's it's a brewery from berkeley california so who knows if i'd ever see that out here because i'd never heard of the brewery before uh triple rock brewery um but anyway I, i'm getting out the point here um the um whenever i go to michigan i look for michigan brews that i can't find out here and there was one that i found and it was a it was a chili one uh from um if I remember correctly, it was from New Holland Brewing. Like I said, I find stuff from New Holland out here in Jersey, but it's not the selection that I'm going to get in Michigan. And this was this was one, like one of those big 22-ounce bottles. And um, 
took it like back to my parents' house, hung out that my wife was there with our kid and everything. I, I can't remember if my sister and her husband and their kid were there too or whatever. But actually, I think they were. Um, I cracked open this bottle, tasted it, and that rush came over me of the pepper. It, it wasn't. It wasn't like that one that I recently had where it was too much. Like like I said, the pepper mill in in the mouth kind of flavor. Uh, but this one, you took the sip and you wait, and the flavor, you know, and you let it develop and everything, and then all of a sudden, in the back of the throat, oh. It just fucking hits you. So, of course, I wanted to share this with my dad because he drinks, I think, he drinks Milwaukee's best. I mean, that's maybe, maybe if he's feeling fancy, he'll have Bud Light in the house. Um, so I let him try it, and he was like, oh, that was pretty good. Whoa, what the hell is that? So, you know, it, it's it's fun sneaking up on people with stuff like that when, when they're not used to those kind of beers. Um my brother-in-law tried it too and he I think he's a little bit more adventurous with the beers and he he kind of liked it um there was another I want to say I think it was like Traverse City Brewing Company or something like that um it was like a cherry wheat I think um one nice thing about uh Michigan as opposed to Jersey is that you can get all your beer and everything in the grocery stores, 7-Elevens and shit like that. I got so... Well, I didn't turn 21 until after I had moved to Jersey. But even just being around in Michigan, going to 7-Elevens and everything, I was so used to seeing those coolers full of beer that when I moved to Jersey, I'm like, you know, why isn't there beer in, you know, with this Quick Check or the 7-Eleven or the ShopRite or whatever? And like ShopRite, they have the separate wines and liquors uh, store. Um, sometimes it's attached to the store. Sometimes it's a it's separate part of the plaza, shit like that. Um, I've run into one Quick Check. Quick Check um, here in Jersey, it's, it's like a 7-Eleven. It's like a Wawa, you know, stuff like that, Sheets. Um, I've run into one that has a liquor selection. I don't understand why they have one. It, must be some weird licensing kind of thing. And again, it, it might be like, you know, town by town kind of thing. And since it's in that town, they can sell it there. And that was actually the only place I was able to find a um, half pint of Bacardi 151 to make Flaming Dr. Peppers because I didn't want a whole fucking fifth of uh, Bacardi 151. And none of the other liquor stores around here had it. So, um, but anyway, um, Back to the um, uh, beers out in Michigan. I you know I just go to the supermarket and some of the you know um, for anybody that's uh, like been in the Midwest area, Michigan, Ohio, stuff like that. Um, there's this one supermarket, and it's it's not even just a supermarket. It's more like a um, think like a Walmart supercenter that has like the grocery and everything else uh, called Meyer. And you know, 24 hours I go in there get beer whenever the hell I want. As far as I know, I don't know if there's any limitation on Sundays. I think there might be where they block it off until a certain hour or something like that. Um, but I just go in there, you know, grab a six pack or two. Um, it was always fun, uh, you know, getting up to the register and getting carded. You know, I still get carded at 33. I apparently look like I'm still, you know, in my early 20s. Um, and. You know, I'll get up to the register and I gotta hand them, you know, this New Jersey ID, and they're like, uh, "What?" 
I've gotten so used to it because they're always looking around for the birth date. I'm like, oh yeah, it's you know, on that line right under that, and so, um, and in fact, it, it, I remember the last time I was in Michigan. It was after um, those those of you that know me on Twitter know I'm a hockey fan too, um, and when I was um, in line at Meyer last time I was out there, it was after um, the Los Angeles Kings had won the cup. And the New Jersey Devils had lost to them. I'm not a Devils fan. I'm a uh, Detroit Red Wings fan, being from Michigan. Um, and guy behind me in line saw the uh, New Jersey license, and he's like, oh, I'm a Kings fan. Uh, like, well, actually, I'm a Wings fan. He's like, oh, sorry. And weird shit like that. It, it, people in Michigan are kind of strange when it comes to that. Um, but, um, so I mean, any any time any time I travel now, um, which sadly isn't a whole lot now. You know, don't get to travel around as much when you have a kid. Um, but I like to try and get you know whatever local brews I can. I, I I wish I was I had been more into beer when I took a trip to Vegas. Um, shit, that was probably that was probably close to like four years ago now. Um, the most, the most I was doing, again, I was doing like mixed drinks and shit. Um, like those, uh, Kahlu- like the mini Kahlua bottles, like the, you know, mudslide white Russian stuff like that. Um, and you know, I'd be, you know, stocking those up in the hotel room and I, we were out there for my birthday when we went. So, I mean, I, I'm up at like, you know, 8am on my birthday, you know, I chug one of those, head down to the slots uh, you know, waitress is coming around getting me, you know, Irish coffee and everything, and I'm blitzed by 9 a.m. If, you know, if I had known better, I would have been able to, you know, try out some, you know, more West Coast beers out there, too. I'm hoping to get back out to that side of the country um, within the next few years. Uh, I got a good friend out there. Uh, we grew up together in Michigan, and he moved out to um, to Nevada, like, Pretty much around the around the same time I moved out to Jersey, which was back in '99, and um, th- this is completely the wrong podcast for this is more nerd hour shit. But um, I guess they do um, a huge Star Trek convention out in Vegas every year, and uh, in 2016, I guess it's some. I think it's. I want to say it's an anniversary for Star Trek Next Generation or something. So I had to promise him that I'd come out there for that. So that'll give me a good chance to, you know, drink my beers and whatever. Um, Because I know, I think, um, like I said, Rogue is more West Coast. I think, I want to say they're like Washington State or Oregon or something like that. Um, So uh, those I usually don't have a problem finding, but there are some more specialized beers like um, there was one that um, I I actually I I had mentioned to um, Marie on uh, Hippo Juice that um, I had found. And I think if I remember correctly, she ended up getting a bottle and and drinking it on the show. It was um, Voodoo Donut uh, Maple Bacon Ale or something like that. As far as like a quality beer goes, it was you know it was kind kind of weak, but flavor wise, I had to give them credit for what they tried with that because the damn thing it felt it felt like you were drinking a waffle. 
it was like it was like you were drinking your breakfast. It was it was it was pretty fucking cool with that. Um, and if I remember correctly, I think Marie thought it was you know kind of neat too. It's it's what it's a novelty beer kind of like that, and, and you know comes in this bright pink bottle. Um, and I know I know that Rogue did um another another special edition kind of thing because that the maple bacon one was done for voodoo donuts which i guess is some donut place out there on the west coast um they did another one recently i want to say it's like in a orange or green bottle or something like that and it's another it's another one of those kind of quirky kind of things i i almost want i almost want to say it was like a chicken and waffles kind of thing but i don't i don't think that's right i think i'm getting that mixed up with a uh a coffee syrup that i saw from tarani on online today um I, I I I kind of in the in the same vein as those chili beers. I like trying out the strange strange beers. Um like whenever um and to me this isn't even that strange anymore, but when um like October comes around and you start getting, you know, into autumn and everything, you start getting a lot of those pumpkin beers. This past year, I think I tried every single pumpkin one, with the exception of one um, that I skipped out on a couple weeks ago because I was all pumpkined out. Um, I think I tried just about every pumpkin beer I could find. Um, it, the build of six packs were perfect for that. Um, and again, some some are better than others. Some um, some the taste is really muted. Um, and, and I. And again, people that people that don't really drink beer that much, they think pumpkin and beer. What the hell? Why would you want that? Um, and then there are some of them that ta- they taste like they taste like you're drinking pumpkin pie, but it's not it's not that that rich, rich, rich flavor like you were really drinking pumpkin pie. If that makes sense. Um, that's when it comes to seasonal beers. That's probably my favorite time of the year, even even more so than. Uh, like the Oktoberfest beers or um or like the uh like the winter like the winter warmer kind of beers. Um one one exception though is I I love the the winter classics pack that um Sam Adams comes up with. That every every year I love buying that again and again. And anybody that's seen me on Twitter like logging my beers through uh, untapped, they see that I'm constantly like drinking those i haven't had any in a little while but i was i was buying case after case of that stuff um the chocolate bock uh old fezziwig ale um the holiday porter i mean the winter lager all all that shit's so fucking good um and i get it i know marie was getting those too because i know i saw her um drinking some of them on uh on twitter um thinking like more other other seasonals um you don't like i don't think you really get seasonals in the spring so much um you'll get like in in the autumn you'll get your pumpkin brews you'll get your oktoberfest when you get into december you get like the winter winter lagers and stuff like that um and then like spring just kind of gets completely missed. Um, once you get into the summer, you get like summer shandies, which kind of like a lemony kind of thing. Some of them are fucking nasty and they taste like lemon pledge. Um, line and Kugels actually has a really good one that it, it doesn't taste like, cause I think, um, I think Bud Light did a, 
a lemon beer because I know how they had the Bud Light line, but I think they had a lemon one too. And it, it didn't taste like that. It, it had a different lemon taste to it, but it, it, you know, different different than drinking like a Mike's Hard Lemonade or just a regular lemonade during the summer. I mean, it, it, it's it's good stuff and seasonals when you can when you can find them like. Um, Saranac uh, Brewery. They had um, uh, it was like a fuck. What the hell was that? It was like a caramel ale or something like that. And it it brought to mind like a caramel apple. Fucking delicious. But that was another one of the winter ones. So I mean, it you that's that that like last three months of the year. That's when you seem to get all those really really good seasonals coming out. Ah, uh, well, I think since I'm hitting about an hour here. And I'm actually sitting in my office at work right now doing this, basically waiting for shit to finish for the day. Um, I'm going to, you know, uh, end this out now. And, um, well, hopefully if if I can uh, figure out material from, you know, to go on and um, keep it entertaining and, uh, you know, kind of build a show kind of like Ashley's done. Uh, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe I might have something here. So um, follow me on Twitter, E-D-I-C-I-U-S. Follow More Like Radio on Twitter, at More Like Radio, uh, uh Check out all the Facebook pages, um, uh, Friends of MLR. I know uh, Antisocial Gamer Radio has its own Facebook page. Um Check out all the great shows on morelikeradio.com. Dutch and Royce, Hippo Juice, The Sully Show, Fifth Circle, Antisocial Gamer Radio, Daytime Divas, Lust and Love Radio, uh, The Gentleman Show, um, uh, Live from the Morgue. Too many for me to just keep rattling off. So with that, I will say goodnight and uh, I don't know. Go have some beers.